you this morning while you're awake it's 11 come on it's getting close to lunchtime oh man well i'll tell you something that could wake up but we didn't have any announcements tomorrow night our team plays a double header at garfield park under the lights we won our first game nine to one only had to pay the refs $40 and we were right no we didn't pay them anything. nine to one we actually played well and it was fun and we had a good time but anyway tomorrow night at seven I think is close enough that'll be a good enough time seven o'clock Garfield Park double header well I had you turn to your neighbor and say you're full of it and so am I and this is kind of the reason because I want to talk to us for the next couple weeks about being full of faith we're going to be full of faith God gave you a measure of faith and I want you to use it we're going to talk about uh, just the kingdom of God and how to function in the kingdom of God. So the next few weeks, we're going to just talk about that, but it's really going to be important for you to get an understanding of all of that. Um, so we need to understand, and, and this is part of my passion. You need to hear my heart here because I went to church for years, and I would go to church and, and come home, and, and we would have good church, and church was good. But I would try to figure out what had happened or how could I apply it to me because it's it was great to be in church and you're supposed to be in church You're supposed to be planted. I get it But I wanted to know how do I make that work in my life? So that's been part of why we do what we do and kind of the way I do what I do Because I want to make things practical and easy for you to get and understand And so that you can put them to use in your life And so we need to understand some things in the natural realm, in this realm, in the earth realm, uh, the earth curse system or earth realm or whatever you want to say. There are laws that do not change. They are fixed. I can't change them. I can talk about changing them. I can wish they would change, but they do not. They are fixed. Laws of gravity, laws of electricity. Um, They've figured out in physics with heat, you can make different things expand and they build buildings with certain materials and this is great for insulation and all of those you know there are certain things it's just that's their that's their makeup that's what they do you need to understand as well not just in the natural realm are things fixed now i'm gonna we're gonna take a a leap this morning in our in our mind and in our heart and in our understanding in the spiritual realm things are fixed in that same knowing that there are things that are fixed in the natural realm There are things that are fixed in the spiritual realm. You can discover laws, but you can't change them. We can find out how they are. Oh, wow. That's do you see how that worked? That's cool because that's how it will work. I can wish it worked something else, but that's how it works. So I can't change it. Uh, It's just how it is. Now, I grew up as a, uh, a boy with a very vivid imagination. I have a good imagination. I think it's healthy. Some might think it's more on the it's way up there but it is what it is that's my imagination but i had believed i liked superheroes and now we live in the the era of movies with you know all the superhero movies marvel superheroes and all that stuff's coming out my favorite superhero growing up was superman and then i liked spider-man and i liked batman i liked thor i liked captain america and i liked the hulk but superman was my number one superhero why am I telling you this? Because I want to. <laughs> uh, I, I, when I was little, I was just small. I, I had, uh, uh, I, mean, I mean, I wasn't like four or five. So I got to say I was probably maybe eight or seven, seven to nine years old, something like that. Now you might say, dude, you are way too old to be thinking this. Think what you want, but I'm just telling you my story, okay? So here we go. I believed that while Superman could fly, I could too. Because if I believed hard enough, I could. That's, it's got to be what it is. That's going to be, although you know the story and all that. It's just a make-believe story. But what did Jesus, when he was, you know, he would tell people he couldn't do much in his hometown because of their unbelief. Now, I wasn't a, uh, I went to church, you know, catechism and all that as a little boy growing up in a Methodist church and that kind of stuff. You know, uh, my parents took me to church. I get it. But I just believed, man, if I believe I could... But I totally believed if I was convinced I could, I could. In our house, we had 15 stairs. 15. And I had to have a cape because, you know, you can't really fly and be cool without a cape. So I went and got a cape, put a cape on. And at the bottom of the steps was a wall with a mirror. And if I went to the right, I would fly into the kitchen. 
If I went and flew to the left, I could go in the dining room and I could fly out the dining room door leading outside. So I went ahead and went down, opened up the door so that when I was going down, who wants to pull up in the kitchen? So I was just going to go to the left, go around the dining room table, fly around that out the door, fly around the house, wave to my friends, and my life would begin as a superhero. <laughs> About the fifth step down, I realized this isn't working. I'm not flying the way I envisioned. And gravity, the law that's in effect, did what it do. Uh, and so I fell all the way down the steps, got beat up pretty good, and realized I, just because you don't understand the law doesn't mean that it doesn't work. The laws are still working, whether you know them or whether you understand them, they still are there to do their thing. How many would believe that God wants people that are following him to live at a better level than they're living right now? Now, when we say stuff like that, people automatically think we're just talking about, well, that means we need to drive better cars and live in bigger... I'm not talking about just living. I'm talking about just enjoying life, being at peace, being happy. And, And sure, I'll just tell you this, and you all know it. Nobody wants to really talk about it, but life's a lot better when you can pay your bills and you have extra money. Come on. You don't want to go to bed at night going, I don't know if they're going to come and take my house away or how I'm going to eat next week or how I'm going to even eat tomorrow. Do you? So it doesn't do God any glory for us to bounce checks. It gives glory to the kingdom when we understand what stewardship is and how all of the kingdom works and we can live in a way that's different than we're living right now. I just want to emphasize you... If we don't understand, it doesn't stop things from working. They still work. It may not work for you because you don't believe it or even... Have you ever done something and didn't understand it, but it worked because you did it right? I mean, for me, I'm not a golfer. I've hit a golf ball one time. I hit it right. Don't know how I did it. Didn't understand it. But we won that scramble. I got a golf bag out of it because of that one longest drive hit. Could I do it again? I probably could, but chances of that are... (laughs) Because I don't really know what I did to do it the first time. Have you ever done something and went, Oh, i got to remember how I do that. That was cool. So you got to understand that a law is a principle. And a principle is a foundation of a supporting system. And a principle is based on a predictable circumstance of an act, and it works the same every time. It's predictable, and it has a predictable outcome. Electricity, they found out how to create electricity because it's a law. These things happen, you get juice. You get juice, you get lights. You connect these wires, this happens. You recreate that, this happens. It's a principle. It's predictable. You put these together, you can get that. So we need to understand so that we can learn. Part of our, our church upbringing and society upbringing is we just don't understand. We see it hit and miss in our own lives or in other people's lives, and nobody can really explain it. And so we just dismiss it. Could I tell you that sometimes when you don't understand, there may be a nugget in something that you missed? If we understood stuff, we would, it changes the way we look at it. When I was a little kid, my mom took me to Columbus Airport, and I watched a metal 747 jet take off and watched another jumbo jet land and was just like, oh. As I got older, I found out that that, there's a law called the law of lift. If you go fast enough and the air flows over that device at at a certain speed, it supersedes the law of gravity and will make a metal plane fly. When you understand something, some of the amazement, it's not that you're not amazed, but now that you understand it, you're going, I can believe that. Are you with me? Because we, we operate in a natural realm that seeing is believing. Let me explain. I have here a jar of ink. So we have a jar of ink. I'm going to take a stick. I'm going to put it in the ink. I'm going to wipe the ink on my napkin. I have this jar of ink. Let's just say the ink 
I'll make it a Bible lesson. Hello, class. No. Make it a Bible. So let's say the ink is, is our sin. And, and this red neckerchief or handkerchief or bandana represents the blood that Jesus shed to take away our sin. And so we, he, he covers and, and, and we repent and he takes care of that. And what happens is then all of that ink goes away. And, and we have a clear life. Now, some of you are going, that's amazing. Just help me if you're not. Yeah, boy, see, I'm glad I've. Yeah, well, I'll be here all week, okay? Let me explain something to you. This is what I said. Now, I want, you to, I want to show you something so that I'm connecting a dot. I said, this was a glass of, this was a jar. I've got ink here, didn't I? Now, let me find it. Oh, there it is. I said, I put my stick in. Now, the other side of my stick is completely clean. I put my stick in this ink. When I put it in here, I spun it and pulled it up. So when it went in, you see blank. When it comes up, you see I've already marked on this with a marker. I already, before this ever happened, I already put marker on my napkin. But you couldn't see that. And I said, well, I'm going to wipe it off here on my napkin. So now your mind says ink on the stick. He said that was ink, ink on the napkin, there's ink in the jar. Where'd you go? There you are. This is a piece of my sock (laughs) 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 on a thread that you couldn't see. And it basically, so here's, I've, I've introduced this to a lot of kids in a VBS before and gotten them to understand the kingdom a little bit and gotten them to say yes to Jesus. But anyway, this was put in here and then spread out so I won't take the time to do it. So it looks like there's ink. And again, I'm telling you, so I've told you, and then when I cover this, all I do is when I pull the cloth up, I pull the string with the cloth, and this comes up inside the cloth. So then, I mean, you can even have a goldfish swimming in there. And people will be like, now, why are you telling me? I told you how the trick works. So that you could understand when you understand our amazement is still like that's a good trick but now because we understand it we believe it now we could go on the other side of that and say the enemy could say a lot of things he could make you just he'll deceive you into saying something's what it really isn't and get you to worry about it until you're all messed up about it and he's deceiving you the whole time we've talked about that you worry about stuff that will never happen because the enemy is good at that But I'm trying to get you to understand the kingdom and understanding brings knowledge, it brings understanding, and then you can operate in things that you can understand. Because in the kingdom, seeing is not believing, believing is seeing in the kingdom. Now Jesus, if you remember the story, he's preaching on the shore and he's talking about increase. And people are wanting him to speak. So he asked Peter, he said, can I use your boat? I'm not going to teach on different things. I'm just trying to get us on one vein here. And so Peter says, yes, but he's been fishing, according to the story, how long? All night. He's been fishing all night. He's tired. What does Peter do for a living? He's a fisherman. So he knows how to fish. So Jesus gets in the boat. Now, Jesus is one really cool dude. I mean, He understands that he can get out in the boat, push it out a little bit, and when he talks, the water will act almost like a megaphone. And people on the shore can hear what he's saying. I mean, he's just amazing. So obviously, since he created the water, he could probably do all of that. But anyway, so he does that. Then he turns to Peter and he says, go out to the deep water and put your nets down for a big catch. And Peter says to him, just like what we say, I'm going to give you five reasons why that's not a good idea, boss. You know, here's what I'm thinking. You're not, you're not listening to me, Jesus, or do you not understand? Peter could say, and that's just what we do, this isn't the right time to fish. It's broad daylight now. These fish aren't here. I've been fishing all night. I do this for a living. We could give him all that, but this is something that you need to understand. Peter says this, nevertheless, at your word, I'll let the, I'll let the nets down. Now, this is what is amazing. Then they catch a fish or catch a fish that is so massive 
that it begins to sink the boat, and they call James and John over, and it begins to sink their boat. Now, this is what I'm trying to get you to understand. Peter is amazed. How'd you do that? Jesus is not amazed because he knows how it works. I'm trying to show you if I can get you to understand how it works. I don't want you to not be amazed, but I want you to understand that you can believe it without even seeing it. Jesus knows how the kingdom works. He knows how it operates. And he knows how to get that to happen. So you need to understand, I really don't care who works it. If you meet the biblical requirements, it will do the same for you that it did for Peter, that it did for Jesus. It is a law. It is a kingdom principle. Just think in the last several thousand years, we found fire, a source of heat, and we've developed different types of heat from that. And just uh, not too long ago, horses were transported. You know, that's what we did. We got, you know, John Wayne, whatever. We had horses everywhere. That's what we got on your horse. Get on your horse and ride. Cowboy ride. And, you know, so we had horses. And it was just in that century that we found cars and trains and airplanes. Those laws were still there. They just weren't developed yet. They just didn't see them yet. They didn't understand them yet. They were still there. I just bought hedge trimmers. It's no big deal to you, but boy, if you had to go out there with a sickle or some hand clips that Kim and I have done before, hedge trimmers are like some angel that's come down from heaven. They're awesome. Because it's just electric and they just do what they do. Okay, that's, that's, that's great. Love that. So we can, we can, there are people that will just be like, I don't even want to know. Don't want to, I don't want to. You don't want to know the laws of the kingdom. I can't make you learn them. And you can labor. Now, some people go, I got my word. I don't have to labor. God's going to do everything. I don't have to go to work. I'm not talking about not going to work. Okay. But you don't have to strive and chase money. Did you hear me? You don't have to strive and just be like, oh, you can begin to shift your understanding and your trust to the kingdom because it works every time. Knowing that it produces, according to Mark, now remember, we pray and we receive when we pray, not when it shows up. Jesus is not shocked at the fish. Because that's what he believed. You go over here, you let down your net, you're going to catch a haul. He just declared it. Peter is like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. Because Peter can't see what was going on. Jesus is trying to show you something in the kingdom so you can see it and understand it. And now you can be amazed at how good God is. But because it's the kingdom, you know it works. You don't have to worry about it because it's the kingdom. It works. Jesus said in Mark 4 that things that are hidden are meant to be unveiled and discovered by us, the church. I really think that's why the, the coin was in the fish's mouth. If the coin would have been on the beach, anybody could have found it and picked it up. But God can, he's amazing, he can do that. We went to Amish country one time. And we took our kids. We just wanted to get out of Dodge. You ever just want to get out of town? I mean, if you're the adults, let me just say, if you want to get out of town, it's great to go with your kids, but you never really get out of Dodge if you have your kids. Because the party's always going on no matter where you're at. We got there. We were in our van. And our van, I mean, we had enough, you know, we probably had fries in there for Noah and his group. I mean, you know, by the time that they've been there for years. <laughs> I mean, anyway. By the time we got to Amish country, the kids are like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. We there yet? I'm hungry, I'm hungry. You know, and you're, you're already, I just wanted to get away. And I remember getting out of the van and saying, God, God. We're, Kim and I are thinking, we just got enough money to get gas to get home, let alone feed these guys. How many of you know sometimes you do stuff and you really don't think it's through? I mean, we didn't, we just got stuff. She didn't normally, my wife's really organized. I mean, she would have packed 
sandwiches and, and, you know, crackers or whatever. She would even got creative. My mom was real creative when I grew up. I would take peanut butter and crackers to, to school as, you know, other people would get little Debbie snacks. Uh, mine were peanut butter and crackers. Or she thought, whatever reason, he'd like crackers and mustard. No, I don't know of any kid that likes crackers and mustard. She also packed me Braunschweiger, and that's a whole other story. That's just nasty. So anyway... We didn't have any food. We had, you know, just like, Lord, what am I going to do? And this is what I did. I mean, I was literally, and again, this sometimes is hit and miss, but God is teaching me. And, and see, that's what teaching does. When Jesus teaches, he's teaching understanding. Understanding brings knowledge so that you go, the light goes, things start happening and you start going, okay, I get it. So this is what I say, get out of the van. And there's people, you know, Amish country, there's people walking because it's kind of a tourist thing. They're walking everywhere. And I said, God, I didn't even think this through. We're hungry and I don't even know how to feed the kids. And, I, you know, as, an, as the dad, I'm already thinking I'm not eating because how am I going to eat? They have any. I'm not going to eat and then tell my kids you can't have any. So I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't eat and then not let her eat. So, I mean, they're all going to eat. And I've already said, I, I'll wait till I get home. I'll, you know, whatever. That's what's going on in my head. I said, this is what I said, God, if I, just, I mean, you know, something, $10. And I looked down on the ground, and right, like, five feet in front of me is a $10 bill laying just flat out on the blacktop. And people are just, their strollers are walking all over, and I'm thinking, this is what's inside. Get it, get it, get it, get it! So I went over, and I picked it up, you know, and I'm like, you know, if I would have understood how the kingdom really worked, I might have said, oh, God, if we just had $40. <laughs> but I didn't. But for $10, and the beauty about Amish country, they keep bringing you out that free bread and that peanut butter. We just told our kids, just eat it, eat it. Do we have anything besides this? Shut up and eat it. You're going to split this. Oh, great. But we did get to eat, and God got us home. But things are not always as they seem. That's why in Romans we can call things that are not as though they are. Brett, you don't understand my situation. I don't have to understand your situation. I have to understand the kingdom. And because if I understand the kingdom, he can change your situation. And you can call things that not the way you see them now, but the way they will be as you're calling things that are not as though they are. Life and death is in your mouth. Here's our first thought for this morning. You have to believe God is able. There are people who say the words, but they don't believe the words. There's people that, I've known people that, well, I can quote the whole New Testament. Well, yippee-yay, do you believe it? That's great. You, you, the word is always good, but if you don't believe it, Jesus, he spent a lot of time talking to people, and what he would say, said, you know, their unbelief. He would talk about that. He couldn't, heal because of their unbelief did he want to heal yes but he didn't because of their unbelief the demon didn't have or didn't leave the boy because of your unbelief the storm didn't stop because of your unbelief the enemy of your life can be unbelief the bible says in james a double-minded man should expect to receive nothing and double-minded is unbelief it's just seesawing you know there's a guy that went to a psychiatrist and he said you know i'm just having all this trouble. he said i'm you know, I'm, uh, I can't even think of the joke I was going to tell you now. <laughs> oh, never mind. If I think of it, I'll tell you later. <clears throat> oh, I know what it is. He said, Doc, I'm having this dream. He said, I'm a wigwam. I'm a teepee. I'm a wigwam. I'm a teepee. The doctor said, I got this. You're too tense. Yes, somebody in the back. Ah, oh, Jay, what? Ah, uh, all right. But see, the kingdom we've been raised in is a kingdom we can see. I can see that my kids were hungry. I can see this needs happen. I, I I know this has to be. I can see we didn't have the money. But the kingdom of God, we walk in the unseen. It's an invisible kingdom, but yet it's the real kingdom. But the problem is we don't access it because we're over here, and because we don't understand it. We just stay away from it. We don't see 
that, you know, the enemy might say, don't mess with that. And I can guarantee you, he doesn't want me to tell you about the kingdom. You don't, you know, see, he's telling about, but God is saying, listen, you don't have to be afraid. If you let me show you, I'll show you secrets that can answer the needs that you have. I've got to get you to understand everything that you need, the kingdom can supply it. (laughs) See, this is what we do. We think that every day God is just going to arbitrarily go, I'm going, to bre- I'm going to bless Brett today, but yesterday was kind of, so maybe I'll, okay, I'm going to wait. I'll go get Scott. Scott's been pretty good. You know, I'll bless him, and, and Rick, I'll, I'll bless Rick, and, and, and Kim, I'll do that, and, but I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to bless, you know. God doesn't do that. He doesn't arbitrarily choose. It is a kingdom that operates by covenant and by law. Now, we can disobey those covenants. We can disobey those laws. We can knock ourselves out of blessing. So that's, that's our choice, not God's. Here's our second thought. It's in the book. The truth is, everything God said to you in this book is true. And it works. It's in the book. And most people throw the God card. Well, I'm just waiting on God. And I understand. We can wait on God. There's times that you need to be still and know that I'm God. You know that he says stand. When you've done all you can do, stand. There's times that... You know, faith and patience bring the promise and you put your hand to it and there's nothing else to do but wait. I get it. But there's a lot of times when God is telling us to do something and we just go, I don't want to see under that. I don't want to do that because then I'm not in control. The The word of God says not only that you have the right to know the will of God, but as a son or daughter of God, to expect the will of God to operate in your life. So I can expect God to show up strong. I can expect God to live large and in charge in my life if I will walk in the kingdom. 1 John 5, 14 and 15, I love this scripture. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. Since we know he hears us, we make our requests and also we know that he will give us what we ask for. If you do a study on words, the word hear in that isn't like he just hears with your physical ears. It means he is like an attorney says, I hear that, I'll take the case. God is saying, when you make those requests, I not only hear those, I'm on it. I've got that. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The problem that we have is when we start dealing with this, before we ever get to the unveiling, we've already killed it. Because we didn't see it in the time frame that we thought, and we allow unbelief to come in there instead of just letting the kingdom do what it's supposed to do. It's still going to do it, but you may not see it. It's a law. Some of the things that you have still believed that they're still coming, but you have to recognize that you're going to have to get your mouth back in line and your belief system with the kingdom of God. I believe that we'll have those things that we ask for. It doesn't say that we might. It says that Jesus hears that. The kingdom produces 100% of the time, every time. And if it doesn't, it's not the kingdom. Now here, listen to me, because sometimes, well, I tried tithing. I did last week, and look, I still have all these bills. It's a hard issue here. What happens if, you know, I have people that tell me, well, here's why I tithe, because I can deduct that from the government. What happens if the government takes away that deduction? Would you still tithe? Listen to me. Sure, that's, I mean, you can use it as a deduction, but let me just say, it's God's whether they deduct it or not. Everything I have is God's, so I have to, I have to start walking in that principle. You know, we'll go, God, I need you to help me with my finances, and he will, but... Again, we have to understand laws and covenant of the kingdom. If we break those, then we stop that from flowing to us. So you could, you could be asking wrong. You could ask amiss. That could be. Or maybe there's something that you're, you know, we want. We live in a culture that doesn't like to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know, how can I get past B, C, D, E, F, G and just go to Z? What's the, give me the cliff notes for that. Because how many were in school and you got cliff notes? They'd tell us to read a book, and if you could get the cliff notes, you'd be like, sweet. Because it condensed the book in this little pamphlet. 
and then we condensed that pamphlet into whatever we could. How do I know? You figure it out. I understand that. But see, what happens is sometimes we want to go clear to here and we go, I don't understand. It's because what if you got to here? You may not be able to handle here. So God's like, hey, it may not be his will. This may be his perfect will for your life, but you've got to go through B, C, D, E, F, G. Because this would kill you now. See, the disciples, they were given this authority to cast out demons, but they couldn't. And they brought the boy to Jesus. Jesus said, what? Bring him to me. So he talked about a perverse generation and so on. The bottom line is he cast the demon out. Now, I'm just saying, Jesus said, you can do what I've done and greater things. Isn't that what he said? It's in the book. If he said that, we should be able to cast out demons. But what we do when something doesn't work in our time frame or the way that we think, we create a new doctrine. Well, all demons don't have to come out unless it's the second Thursday of each month around 3 o'clock. That's in the book. No, that's not in the book. So we'll make up a doctrine. All demons, they don't come out unless you cough and spit not in there what i'm telling you is see people will think that you have to be like the spiritual authority to be able to do the things that god has called you to do can i say this and i'm just hopefully i'm killing some sacred cows you don't have to be a pastor to cast out demons did you hear me you don't have to be a pastor to believe god for healing you don't have to be a pastor to believe for restoration you don't have to be a pastor to be financially blessed that's craziness and I know pastors that aren't financially blessed. But I'm telling you, you know what God says? You just have to be one of my kids. Because according to the word, if it's in the book, we are according to the word, we are supposed to be the head, not the tail. Jesus is supposed to be on top of everything, and we are with him. The enemy is the one that's under our feet. So if I was giving the enemy a high five, of which I wouldn't, I'd give him a low five, my five feet, or five toes. <laughs> Be like Squidward. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. So we have to discover the kingdom. If, if you were dropped into another country that didn't speak any English, didn't know anything, and you couldn't communicate, how would you survive? Because that kingdom has rules and you'd have to figure that out. When you wanted food, you'd probably make hand motions or you'd, you know, you'd figure out how to communicate. You might even change your clothes to look more like the, the crowd instead of looking like a, an outcast or whatever. But you're going to have to understand that kingdom to survive. We've been born and translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's love and light. So how do we survive? How in our father's house, the Bible says we go from glory to glory. I mean, isn't that cool? Well, we were figuring this thing out, you know, and you say, well, our father's house, and I understand when we'll be in heaven, but right now, isn't God in you? Isn't the church the people? So shouldn't we be developing and saying, you know what? I mean, I might not have everything right, but I'm getting things right according. I'm not where I was. I might not be where I'm going yet, but I'm closer. You see, God's going to say things to you. The kingdom's going to work. He's going to give you things, and he's going to speak to you. Now, I just heard this just yesterday. I heard that where Ryan's is, the Ponderosa's coming in. I didn't even know they had Ponderosa's anymore. That's where I met Miss Kim. Not at that one, obviously, because where the car lot is now. But, you know, this is, this is what happened. I'm, I'm at Ponderosa. I'm a cook. I know how to cook a steak. You want a steak? I can cook you a steak. I can make your steak any way you want it, and I can do it well. Not because I'm bragging on myself, because I did it so much. It's kind of like one of those, you know. But anyway, I'm cooking, and we had, uh, this is at the Ponderosa here in, in Marion years ago, and we had a ribeye sale. And, and there was a line out the door, and we ran out of steak. And the only steak they had that was in the wintertime was in the freezer. And it was frozen. It was rock hard. And I'm just telling you, if you don't know this, if you cook a steak frozen, it's going to be nasty. Because it's going to burn on the outside, and the inside is going to be like jello. You're not going to get those nice sear marks. You're not going to be able to cook it the way you want because it's just, it's basically, everything's going to be nasty. 
And so they had the manager out there, and they had a supervisor there, and they're out there, and they were freezing, and there was employees out there, and they could not get the lock. It was an outside freezer, and it had a padlock on it with a long thingy like that. And they were out there with big lighters trying to light that light, just trying to get the padlock to thaw out. They could not get the key in it. And I'm cooking what I could cook out there, and I hear the Lord say this to me inside. Not an audible voice. He said, you know, you need to go and command that lock to open. Now, I'm just saying, I'm like not liking that. Because I would just gotten recently, within the last six months, given my heart to the Lord. My sister led me to the Lord in 1980. And I'm not, so this was in, that was January 2nd when she led. So this would have been in January, February, still cold. Okay, so I guess I hadn't even been saved six months. So, you know, that's what's going on. And I, I just kept hearing that. So this is what I did. I, I walked outside. Everybody's standing there. And, and he says, again, you need to command that lock to be open. They can't get a lock, a key in there. They got one of the manager. He's using some colorful words and, and blah, 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 and all this stuff. I weed my way through the crowd, walk up to the lock, grab a hold of it, and say, in the name of Jesus. And I said that out loud because that's what I felt I was supposed to do, open and pulled on that lock and the thing went thunk and opened. And everybody, <gasps> and this is what I did. That's right. <laughs> but inside, I was like, <clears throat> that's what's going on inside of me. Like, oh my word. And the one guy goes, oh, well, you know, we, we loosened the lock. We, we heated it up with the big lighters. And the other manager goes, we didn't even have the key in it. And for the next several months, it opened up a whole table of people like, how did you do that? How did that happen? How did that happen? Do you know that those kind of signs and wonders are not really as much for the believer as the non-believer? Because they're like, whoa. But really, the believer, we should be seeing that anyway. And I got to tell people about Jesus right and left. I even had other things that happened. My arm got dunked into a, a vat of, of boiling grease, and I remember just saying, Jesus, and I pulled my arm out, and then the grease on my arm bubbled like you'd wax a car, and I didn't get burned at all. And the guy's like, how'd that happen? And I said, I don't know. And we went and got some shrimp and threw it in the grease, and they fried right up. I mean, I dunked it clear up past my elbow. And he goes, do that i don't i mean they're looking at me like what's wrong with you <laughs> can i say this when you start walking in the kingdom you might not understand everything but boy if you're willing to stand under it god will start saying i can trust you do you trust me because he's going to start showing you things and you'll be like peter but once you understand the kingdom you'll still be amazed but you'll expect it to happen because you know how it works Here's our third thought. Obey the law. Galatians 4, 1 through 7 says this. I think of it this way. If a father dies, leaves an inheritance for his young children, those who children are not much better off than slaves until they grow up. Even though they actually own everything their father had, they have to obey their guardians until they reach whatever age their father set. And that's what is with us before Christ came. When we were like children, we were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of the world. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. Understanding, that's why Jesus had to come through a woman. Had to be born just like us. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Let me just say, if according to that word, and if it's in the book, it's true. If we're an heir to the kingdom, we should not be living just, I'm just getting through. I'm just waiting. Now, I'm not saying it hasn't been abused and people haven't abused it. And I'm not, don't worry, I'm not asking you to, to sow into uh, my Cadillac fund. I don't have one. What I'm telling you is there's more than what you have. There's more if you understand kingdom principles. The law is going to work. Just in the opposite of, of if we don't believe in faith and we believe in fear, that law works too. That's the enemy's law. It's going to work 24-7 if you want to act on that. 
but I would rather work on faith. I'd rather act on faith and believe I receive when I pray, according to Mark 11, 20, uh, uh, 23 and 24 and 22 through 24, actually. And we need to understand that I can believe that. And that I believe that I have it before I even see it. That's what Jesus was. Those fish are there. I don't have to see those fish. You can be like that centurion. You just say the word. He's he's healed. All I work under authority. I know how that works. Just tell me. And he, it's done. You need to understand you don't have to work in the way or walk in the way you've walked before. It's not seeing is believing. Anybody can do that. Believing is seeing. It is, Lord, you just show me. God could give you an idea or a concept that will change everything. And he could put it and drop it in your spirit. It could be like the coin in the fish's mouth. It could be like, let me just say this, and I don't have this in my notes, but when, when the woman had the oil, remember that? All I have is a little bit of oil. I could, I could be like that. No, not that I could be like a woman. But, but I could be like, well, I don't have anything. Well, what do you have? I remember God telling Kim one time, she said, Lord, I, this, is, this is what I got. And he said, that's enough. That'll do. That's all I need. You, if you just understand this principle, it's working. If you'll release it, it's working. So she says, this is what I got. Now listen, this is what the, the prophet tells her. He said, go and borrow as many jars as containers as you can right yes okay this is what happens what determined the size of her harvest she did if she would have known that the oil wouldn't stop flowing until she had no more jars left how many would have gotten more jars somewhere think about it because the kingdom principle is at work the kingdom principle is what's going on here. Laws are in place. The Bible says this. Doesn't it say the Bible says he's able to call people to certain jobs or occupations? Doesn't it say that God delights in the prosperity of his people? Doesn't it say that he wants us to prosper and that it confirms his covenant? Doesn't it say it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom? Doesn't it say if he takes care of the birds of the field, if he takes and clothes the, the valley and all of that, would he not do it for you? I don't have to chase money. I can just walk with God and those kind of things will happen and come after me. Well, Brett, I don't believe it. That's why it's not happening to you. Did you hear that? I don't mean that. Please, I'm not being flippant. I'm just saying you have to start understanding things are bigger than you. We need to be full of it. Full of faith. Lord, if you say, nevertheless, you say, do you have to understand how? That's not your job. It's his job. I don't have to know how he's going to do it. I just have to believe he'll do it. If I told my kids, hey, dad, are we going to Cedar Point today? Yes, we're going to Cedar Point. Do you promise? Yes. If I told my kids, I promise, they're already, Mallory is already getting her swimsuit. She's packing snacks. You know why? Because daddy never breaks his promises. Listen to me this morning. If God says it in his word, his promises are yes and amen. You can count it. You can take it to the bank. You can do whatever you need to do, but you need to start believing exactly what he says. And if you'll walk in that, you'll be amazed at what happens. This is what we do. Tragedy strikes and we say, well, I guess it was just God's will. We, we jump back to our old way of thinking. Or how about this? Well, I'm going to give God a chance. If he won't do it, then I guess I'll, I'll do this. Let me say this, and, and, and again, I'm finishing this up. God should always be your plan A. Seek first the kingdom. If you have a plan B, then plan B is your plan A. In other words, if you're saying, God, if you don't do this, this is what I'm going to do. Just go ahead and do what you're going to do because he's not going to do that. Because that's not how the kingdom works. There's no faith in that. You see, life and death is in your mouth. Substance of things hoped for. That's why we can call things that are not as though they are. Evidence of things not seen. While you're believing and praying, this is what's happening. They're collecting evidence. That's what God's doing. What are you saying in the meantime? What are you saying in the interim time? That's what's happening. 
It might take a day. It might take an hour. It might take three days. It might take a month. It might take three years. I don't know. But you're going to have to understand that in the kingdom, it's already done. Now, I'm going to teach you in the next few weeks, I'm going to teach you exactly what we do. I'm going to, I'm going to show you to the best of my ability how things show up and people go, how did that happen? It's a kingdom law. It wasn't long ago, Kim said, this is what I'm believing for. She said, I want you to agree with me. And I'm going to show you about sowing and reaping, seed time and harvest. You need to know that. And you need to know it with an understanding, not of manipulation, but of understanding kingdom law, how it works. So she showed me, she said, I want this. Will you agree with me? And we'll talk about agreement. I'll talk to you about authority, confession. And I said, yes. And so she sowed the amount that she wanted. We believed, we laid hands on it. And within three days, she had her answer. It's just, it's amazing. Here's what we do. We almost think it's a fluke, so we don't do it again. Or, hey, if we do it again and it doesn't work this time, I got one victory, let's not, let's not mess with that. You ever feel that way? Because if I do it again and it doesn't work, then oh no, then how can I explain it? But if our faith is understanding that the kingdom works 100% of the time every time, I'm just going to say, God, this is it, man. And I start walking in that way. Amazing things start happening. Here's our last thought for this morning, and I'm done. Faith is a law. You know that faith and confession dictates your life and how you receive. J. Iris came to Jesus and said this. He's, you know, every t- he said he'd go with J. Iris. You remember his daughter was sick. Please come. And all the way there, things kept happening, and he kept getting stalled. And they finally said, don't bother him anymore, your daughter's died. And Jesus turned to Jairus and said, listen, remember what we talked about. You know what he's telling him? Remember what you said. Remember what we believed. Now, this is what's so important, because you cannot move off of what you know God has told you. I can't change laws. I can go 70 into 35, and when the police officer pulls me over, I can say, this is stupid. I don't like 35 here. 75 is the law. Don't give me a ticket. He's probably not going to listen to me and bring more friends to help me enjoy the wonderful space they have for me downtown. There's consequences if we break the law. But we have to understand that, God, show me what you need me to do. Show me what you need me to do. Romans 3.27, can we boast that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No, because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It's based on faith. Hebrews 11.6, it's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Here's a part that I didn't bring out in first service that I'm going to bring out right now, and I'm going to be quick about it, but it's something that the Lord just jumped us off the page. It says this, We must believe that God exists. Can I say that? The devil knows that God exists. I have people tell me, I believe in God. Whoopie ding dong, so does the devil. I know, we know there's a God. But here's the part that we're missing, and this is what's jumping out. And he rewards those who sincerely seek him. He rewards those who sincerely seek him. You know, if you do a study on that, sincerely means you know you're all in. I'm not, there's no fake here. I sincerely believe God. It is your, now listen to me. It is your priv, you want to reward me because I love you. My kid doesn't have to ask me to reward him because he, they, when they come after, when I would come, even my kids now, if they see me, they'll come and hug my neck. My boys will hug my neck. When they're, didn't matter if they're kids, daddy, they would hug me. I didn't say, you better run to me. You better show everybody you love me. Because, you know, you're going to get it if you don't. I never said anything like that. It was my pleasure to bless them. It's my pleasure to, to give them things. It is what I want to do. I don't have to be coerced to do it. Kim doesn't have to be coerced to, to do things for them we we want to because we're their parents it is the same with god he wants to bless you but you have to understand you have to take that cloth off and understand the enemy has sold you a lie about ink when there isn't ink there my friend jesus has taken all that sin away 
mind blown. You got salvation. You got Jesus. You got God saying, let me take care of things. But you got to believe he'll do it. You got to believe that. See, sometimes people just go, oh, I, I can't accept that. I just know I can't. I heard a story of a, a guy that did this. Somebody said, the Lord told me to give you $1,000. We must put that into church. Because he was afraid to accept it for himself. Now, is a, a church a good seed ground? Absolutely. But if God was blessing him, does that make any sense? You've got to be able to receive that. Because then this is what's happened. Some people will be like, you know what? I needed to pay my bills and God, you didn't come through. I just tried to come through and you didn't care about it. You gave it away. Now, some of you will be like, oh, there's my answer. I'm not giving to the church. I'm waiting for them to. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, listen to God. <laughs> Why does it please God? Now, and then I'm, I'm, I'm done. I've even got where it says, altar. <laughs> Why does it please God? It says that it's. We need faith to please him. Why? Because faith brings God's will into the earth realm. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We get understanding. I'm trying to get you to see the kingdom. It is his will for you to walk different than everybody else around you. So that your neighbors who don't know Jesus will go, What's up with Glenn Snyder? What's up with him? That dude, I'm telling you what, that guy is like, he's like a leprechaun. He's happy all the time. Where's his pot of gold? If you talk to him long enough, you won't talk to him for more than five minutes or less, and he'll be telling you about God, because that's Glenn Snyder. It's his pleasure to bless Glenn Snyder because he's his kid. You have to understand, as we do what God wants, then his will by faith gets put out here on the earth, and that makes him happy because he doesn't want anybody to go to hell. And the more that we can act like Jesus, the more things we'll see. And we can be amazed by them, and we should be, but all, almost to a point of just like, I knew he was going to do that. I knew he was going to do that. So if you can have belief to say, you know what, God has met my need. I had somebody ask me the other day, you know, about something, and I said, yeah, did you do that? Sure. Well, I haven't met the buyer yet. That's all. You know, they're just asking me questions. Why? Because I'm calling things that are not as though they are. Because I'm using my faith to say, you know, do you have a bill that you need pay? Give it to the Lord. Lord, what do you want me to do about that? How do I take care of that? And you might be, maybe it's your fault that it got where it is. Okay. That's a good thing. He'll still help you. Just be repentant and say, show me how to do it. And, and he'll help you. And you'll be amazed at what happens. I hope I'm helping you get into the kingdom of God. I mean, I mean, you're in the kingdom, but walk in it so that you can walk in such a way and you'll be like, oh my, that's incredible. Because somebody just pulled back and you saw how it worked. It works that way every time. If you'll walk in it and have faith to walk in it, you'll watch things change that for years you've watched them stay stagnant. Bow your heads, close your eyes.